Rav Nosanzal is, is explaining exactly what took place when the brothers sold Yosef HaTzadik. Based on what we've been learning here in this halacha, which is based on chapter 7 in the second half of Likud Imran, Yehuda said to his brothers, What profit are we going to make in, in killing our brother? Let's sell him to these Turks or these Arabs. Rav Nassar says, this is very strange. Did it occur to Yehuda that his brother's intention in killing Yosef was for profit, for money? To the point where he's saying, what profit are we going to make on this? We can make more money another way. Yehuda knew the truth, that their intentions were really for the sake of heaven. They based on their mistake. They thought they were doing a mitzvah, a good thing. They wanted to kill him so that he shouldn't fool them or fool others regarding the pure, the true emuna that all of them had received from their father, from Yaakov Avinu. They thought he's a phony, he's royal. But one thing's for sure, they weren't, they weren't doing this for money or for profit. So what's going on here? Rav answers, Rak Yehuda Romaz lohem inyunanao. Yehuda was hinting to them what we've been learning about throughout this halach. Based on what you're thinking, you want to destroy him, to destroy Yosef Sadik, to eliminate him. So that he shouldn't mess up the holy das, which which Avram Yitzchak Yaakov had begun to, to bring to the world. And if we get rid of him, then we'll be able to, you, we will be able to, to draw that holy das into the world. That's why he said to them, what profit? Let's sell him. What this means is, based on your thinking, Rather than kill him, it, it'll be better to sell him and get money for him. And you, my brothers, who are all holy, when you will receive this money for the sale, you'll be getting that great bright light that we're sp- speaking about, which shines in money, when a person receives money the right way, the way Rabbi Nezal explained throughout that chapter on the Kudimran, by spreading holy das into the world, to the Ben and Talmud, and through Yira, and through being an Ishchayo, being powerful, and and then you'll be making a real proper tikkun. Because according to you, Yosef HaTzadik is talking to his brothers, according to your opinion, that Yosef HaTzadik wants to mess up the das, which is damaging the ratzayin, which shines into money. Which is also a pegam in kingdom and rulership, as we've spoken about in the previous shurim on this halacha. If that's the case, better that you sell him. By doing that, number one, you'll remove him, you'll knock him down from kingdom, his memshoah, there won't be any chance of him being a ruler. 
v'shuv lo yochel limlech aleichem v'nalchas v'sifrach v'chashon, and he'll no longer be able to rule over you through by being connected to the malchus of the sitrach which you're suspecting him of. He'll no longer be able to spoil the das through through great wealth, as Yeroven Benavot did, who was a descendant of Yeshvatsani. Just the opposite. You'll receive the money for selling him, and by doing that, you'll be able to receive and elevate the which fell but through Yosef Hatzadik's actions. Again, this is based on the mistaken uh, understanding of the brothers. And you will elevate this you'll elevate him. You will elevate the das and you'll receive the in through this money that you're going to receive for selling Yosef Hatzadik. Nimzo, we, we conclude therefore, Shalafi to Usam Omar Lahem Yehuda Kahagan. Based on their mistake that they thought Yosvat Sadik wasn't qualified all for Malthus. And if he's going to have, if he's saying he's going to be a Melech, he's going to be a Melech of the Sitrachra. And therefore, he's going to damage the Heoras and the Heoras Hadas, all of those things. And, and therefore, the, any money associated with him will be damaged money. So therefore, he says, okay, if that's the case, let's sell him. You'll get money, and you're right. You're, what you're doing, everything you're doing is right. So the money that you'll get is will have Heor Saratzoin, and you'll spread the Das, and you'll be part of the Malchus Tidusha. Nimsa, we see therefore, Shalafi Tausam, Omrahim Yehuda Kahagan, based on their mistake. Yehuda, what Yehuda was telling them was very appropriate. Because the truth is, the brothers, the Shvotim, also had received very high-level Das from their father Yaakov Avinu. However, they were mistaken in their perception of Yosef HaTzadi, who had received more Das than them. They thought just the opposite. And therefore the Torah tells us that they sold him for 20 silver pieces, which is 100, which corresponds to the 100 gates that we spoke about in a few shirim earlier, when we spoke about Yitzchak Avinu, who received this Seoras Hadas, this Seoras Haratzayin, and he was zerchet to Meyashar, and he was zerchet to great wealth, a hundred gates. Because they, the brothers, were mistaken. They thought that again, we're going to sell him, we're going to get this money, this Heoras HaRatzayim is going to shine by, by this money, this Ashiras that we receive, and it'll go from, from more to Meo. Heoras HaRatzayim is defined as more, what, this very high level, and more is also Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke, when it's spelled with Alephs, which is again the name of Hashem that's connected to that highest level, and they thought they're going to they're gonna use this Heora Saratzain, which is more, and convert it to Meir. But they made a very serious mistake. As the Torah tells us, that they, they made tremendous damage through this. Because 
This is an incredible, important statement. Rav Nosanzal says here, even great tzaddikim can be mistaken regarding a tzaddik who is greater than them. To the point where they should want to kill him. They should think he's such a bad person that they should want to kill him or to sell him down the river, to sell him for money. And therefore, the way we correct this is through the five shkolen that we give to the Kohen, for Piginaben, Shehem Esrin Kesef, those five silver coins are equal to 20 Kesef, which is Meyamah. <coughs> which we give to the Kohen to redeem a firstborn. And as we learned in the previous Urim, by giving this money to the Kohen, the Kohen is Das. Through this, we draw the holy das, which leads us to be able to draw that which shines into that money. I understood that the brothers took away the leadership position of Ruvain as the Bechor from because he didn't dissuade them from this idea of, of killing or selling Yosef. So I'm wondering how come Yehuda got the Malchus if he also here it seems like he didn't he didn't dissuade them from, from this whole idea either. The answer is, first of all, Ruvain lost the Bechayla. We said when he interceded with the bed of his father, when he moved right. his father's bed. The brothers looking up to him as the firstborn, they didn't because he, 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 was in, he was involved to a degree. But Yehuda, we're told, was not part of the plan to kill him at all. That's the point. That's why Yehuda didn't lose, didn't forfeit the Malchus. He was saying that with the hope that he'll stop them, he'll stop them from killing him, and he'll save him. He used this as an excuse, as saying, why kill him? We'll sell him. It's brought actually in the bracha that Yaakov Avinu gave to Yehuda before Yaakov Avinu passed away. He said clearly there, he said, Yehuda, you're like a lion. Um, and then in middle he says you removed yourself from tearing up my son and it's brought that the first letters of make up the first letters of the name of Mashiach Menachem ben Amir that because he was not involved like the other brothers that's why he was Question in the chat was with the selling their brother or even any human being be connected to an honest way of getting money. The, the law of Rodaif allows us to kill someone in self-defense. But does it allow us to sell that person? The answer is that there's a lot written, there's a lot written in all the different sporen about exactly how the brothers came to this conclusion. Based on halacha, based on Torah, how they came to the conclusion, at first, number one, of wanting to murder him, and then eventually ending up selling him. Rabbi Nussensal is showing us, based on Likute Maran, on a spiritual level, what was behind this? What was behind Yehuda's suggestion? Let's sell him. That Yehuda was saying, based on how Rabbi Nussal explains on Likute Maran there, this whole process of Das and Yira and Heora Saratzain and Malchus and Parnasa, that whole flow, if you're, you're saying Hamolech Timloch, you're saying he's not Malchus Dikdusha, he's Malchus of the Sitrachra. And, and, and Therefore, and you 
you're angry at him because he told on you to, to, to our father. Therefore, the, a, you're implying that 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 money, any money that he has or that he'll have, will, will make make damage, cause tremendous trouble. Therefore, based on that, I'm suggesting that we'll trade him in for money. And if we'll have the money, if you'll have the money, Yehuda's telling them, then it'll be Mama in the Kedusha with her with her Sadas. It'll repair all the things that you're thinking of. When did Hashem really instruct the Jewish people regarding the mitzvah of Pidyan Aben? It was after they had sinned with the golden calf and Hashem told them to put up a mishkah. It's at that point that the kohanim, that the holiness that was originally by the bechoyer, by the firstborn, was transferred to the kohanim. And Hashem instructed Moshe Rabbeinu to tell the Jews to do a pidyon, to redeem all of the firstborn using these five silver coins. As we find all of this expressed in the Chumash and Parshas Bamidbor. Because the entire involvement of the Jewish people in this golden calf was all based on what we've been learning here so far in this halacha. They, they sinned regarding wealth, gold and silver, to the point where they used money, gold and silver, to make a golden calf, an Avodah as it says, it was the large amount of gold that they had with them that they took out of Egypt that prompted them to make this egel. As the Gemara points out in Brochus. And all of this came about because they they didn't have the proper respect for their Rebbe Moshe Rabbeinu. Shehu Iker Heoras Hadas. Moshe Rabbeinu is the ultimate light of Das, Sheheir Bono Ledoiros, which he shined into the Jewish people for all generations, Leida Mimenu Yisborach, to be able to know about Hashem and have recognition of Hashem. And Moshe Rabbeinu is the one who gave us the Torah with all the awesome miracles that accompanied it. And as a result of the great jealousy that the Erev Rav had for the Jewish people, Israel, they, they caused the Jews to be involved with them in this mistake. To the point where they said, this Moshe Rabbeinu, we don't know what happened to him. He went up to heaven. He said he's going up for 40 days and he's going to be back. 40 days are over. He's not back. And the Malach Amores, the Sultan, showed them an image in the sky of Moshe Rabbeinu on a deathbed. The heir of Rav was saying that Moshe Rabbeinu died. He's gone. And therefore, let's, let's make ourselves an idol. And their main mistake and sin was that they didn't believe in the great power of Moshe Rabbeinu. So that even according to their mistake, where they thought that he already died, he left, Rabbein Ezzel shows us there in Likud Imran that when a true tzaddik passes away, he makes sure to leave behind his das in his students. Aaron Akoyen, his brother Aaron, his nephew Chur, Yoshua. Vehein kafru bazeh. And they, the heir of Rav, denied this completely. They didn't believe this. At Shamru, to the point where they told the Jews, Kum Let's make an idol. 
What's the connection? What's the connection in not believing in the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu and making an idol? Rav Nosan Zal says, Ki ha-koifer emes, boli de because when a person doesn't believe in the truth tzaddik, the person will not believe in Hashem either. Remember, the two are put together in the Pesach, Vayaminu Bahashem Believing in, in, in Hashem means believing in his servant Moshe Rabbeinu. And when they were Pogem in Moshe Rabbeinu, when they did not have the proper faith in Moshe Rabbeinu, Shehu Hadas, then the wealth that they possessed fell into the Sitrachra, into Tumor. And therefore they used this wealth to make an idol. And how did this whole plan of the Satan succeed? Because someone by the name of Micha threw a plate that had inscribed on it the words, rise up, O axe. Moshe Rabbeinu had used this, this plate, this piece to bring Moshe Rabbeinu, to bring Yosef Hatat Tzadik's coffin up from the bottom of the Nile River where the Egyptians had sank it. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote these words, Aleishur, and he wrote a name of Hashem on that that would make it happen. And Moshe Rabbeinu didn't see that after he did that, after he succeeded in getting the coffin of Yisrael Tzadik to rise up in the water and come to the top, and Moshe Benu left with that, with the coffin of Yisrael Tzadik, he didn't see that there was somebody hiding in the bushes. The child that he had saved, when the Egyptians said, "Any, if you don't finish your quota of construction during the day, when they stopped giving the Jewish people bricks, we're going to put Jewish babies in the wall." to fill the wall. And, and the Medrash says that at one point, Moshe Rabbeinu saw this. He saw that the Egyptians had put a baby, a Jewish baby, into the wall with this cement, with this wet cement, that he was going to re- replace the bricks that they didn't finish. And Moshe Rabbeinu waited till they left, and he ran to pull this baby out of the wall, and a baspo, a voice came from heaven saying, stop, don't do it. And Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't, couldn't bring himself to allow a Jewish baby to die like that. So he went anyway and took the baby out of the wall. And the Medrash tells us that baby is the one that grew up to be Micha, the one who was present when Moshe Rabbeinu performed this miracle with the coffin of Yezvat Sadiq. When Moshe Rabbeinu left, he took that plate and put it in his pocket. And then later, when the when the Erevrav made this, this fire, and they were, everyone was throwing gold into it. He didn't have gold. He threw his treasure into it. He threw this plate into it that had these words, Aleishur, rise up ox. And that was prepared by Moshe Rabbeinu, and it had a name of Hashem on it. And as a result of that, this calf came out of the fire. So now Ramosazal shows us the connection. Look at this. This piece that Moshe Rabbeinu used to bring, to elevate the coffin of Yosef HaTzadik, this piece was misused to make an idol. Because the Jews were, couldn't possibly leave Egypt until they first took the bones of Yosef HaTzadik with them, as Yosef HaTzadik had made them swear that they won't leave Egypt without him. As it says, Hashem is going to remember you eventually, and Hashem is going to take you out of Egypt. And when he does, please make sure to take my coffin with you. Because 
because the whole success of the, of the Jewish people getting out of Egypt was dependent on this. Ki Yosef Hoyo Hatzadik or Emes. Yosef Hatzadik was the Tzadik Emes. Shehu Echot Miashiva Loyim. He's one of the seven shepherds of the Jewish people. Shehim Shihu Hadas HaKodesh Boilam. Who brought holy das to the world, recognition of Hashem. The whole Hamshochas Hadas Shalatzadik Oemes. And the tzaddik's mission of bringing das to the world is not only while he's physically living, just the opposite. When the tzaddik passes away, his das is shining even more brightly than during his lifetime. The Gemara says very clearly in the beginning of Chulim, page 7, that Sadiqim are greater in death than they are during their lifetime. As it says clearly in the Zohar Kodesh, the Bosar, the Istalkut Sadikaya, Shrikim Yatir, that after the Tzadik passes away, he's even more present. His presence in our world is felt even more than during his lifetime. And the Zohar Kodesh says, this is what the Pasuk in Kohelis is referring to when it says, I praise those, the dead who have already passed away more so than those that are living. As the Gemara points out in Shabbos, page 30, because they've already died, and their and their gzeros, the gzeros that these rabbis established, and the tikkunim that they established, continue to live on. And therefore, one of the most important factors that enabled the Jews to leave Egypt was the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu took the coffin of Yosef Tzadik with him. By doing this, he drew the, the light of Das of Yosef Tzadik. Which is combined with the that Yosef HaTzadik was privileged to receive through his holy kingdom. And that's what enabled the Jewish people to leave Egypt, to get out from under the kingdom of the Sidrachla. Now Rav Nosenzal makes it even clearer. V'alkein osak Moshe v'atz Moshe Yosef and now we understand why the Medrash tells us that at the same time that the Jewish people were involved in going to their neighbors and getting all of their gold and silver, at that same time is when Moshe Rabbeinu went searching for the coffin of Yosef HaTzadik. As the Medrash says, Chacham Leiv Yikach Mitzvot. A smart person takes mitzvot. As the Gemara says in Soita, also page 13, that the Jews were involved in mitzvahs and Moshe Rabbeinu was involved in a mitzvah. There seems to be a question here. The Gemara is saying that Moshe Rabbeinu was chacham leiv. He knew what mitzvah to take. The wealth that the Jewish people were getting from their neighbors to take out of Egypt that was also a very important mitzvah. Because Hashem had spoken to them in a very serious way about that. As it says, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, please speak to the Jewish people and have them borrow from their Egyptian neighbors all of their gold and silver. The main mitzvah is to take that wealth out of Egypt 
as Hashem had promised Avram Avinu that your children are going to be slaves in a strange land for many years. But in the end, they will leave with great wealth. This promise, the Iker HaMitzvah, and the whole mitzvah involved in this, was related to what we've been learning here throughout this halacha. Because through wealth, when through proper wealth, a person can be to this which is the main goal of a, of a Jew. However, ordinary people cannot achieve this through wealth without the true tzaddik. Who shines this light even more after his passing than during his lifetime? And this explains why Moshe Rabbeinu was involved in the coffin of Yosef Hatzadik exactly at the time that the Jewish people were involved in acquiring all that wealth from Egypt, in order to enable re- receiving and elevating all of that wealth from the Sitra from the Egyptians, and bringing it into to in order to be able to receive that great light of Heros HaRotsayim, which comes when there's a great light of Das through the coffin of Yosef Hatzadik. Person will say, but wasn't Moshe Rabbeinu the, the highest level Das? The answer is yes, but we see that even Moshe Rabbeinu needs a connection to the Tzadik who already passed away which is Yosef HaTzadik in this context. Any questions, please? However, the Torah teaches us that Kedusha and Tuma, the good and the bad, always parallel each other. Just as Hashem has given power to the side of holiness, He's also given power to the Sitra for those who want to become Tomei. All of this is so that we should have free choice. And this concept of Bechira is very powerful, very significant. As Rabbi Nassim Zal expounds on this in a big way, in Hilchas Birchas HaShachar, Halacha Hei, Paragraph Ayin Zayin. V'yalkein, V'yalkein, Ozer Hashem B'yatzmoi, Shehel Moshe Es Atzmoi Yosef, and therefore, using that special plate, which had the name of Hashem in it, which Moshe Rabbeinu used to lift up the coffin of Yosef HaTzadik, that same plate produced the Egel, this golden calf, from this massive amount of gold that the Jews had. Because when we mess up the wealth, the other side, the Sidrach has the ability to take something good and turn it around completely to the side of evil. To the point where he should be able to bring forth an idol from the wealth. Because wealth, money, in its, from, in its place of origin, where it originates from, is a very, very high level of holiness. Money is coming from that same place of Heros Harotzai. 
because this is a known fact in Sifrei Kabbalah, that wherever there is a higher level of holiness, when somebody messes up over there, the damage is very, very great. Because again, good and bad parallel each other. And this is why Aharon Akoyan had to be personally involved in the preparation for the Ego. Because he saw that he could not defeat the Erev Rav at that time. <clears throat> to turn them around completely from their sheker, from all of their false beliefs, to the truth. Therefore, Aaron thought, maybe he, being a student of Moshe Rabbeinu, being attached to the Tzadik Emes, maybe he'll have the ability to strengthen the holiness that's found in the gold, Shenosnu, which the people contributed. To elevate it using his great power, using Arna Koyan's great power, to the point where he'll succeed in defeating all of their evil plans. However, unfortunately, the plan that the Satan had was successful. Ah, however, even though the Sultan was successful in bringing out an idol here, the golden calf, as a result of Aaron Akoyim's involvement, he tried to do this in a tricky way. They shouldn't know what his real intention is. And he tried to delay them he thought women, tell women to give up their jewelry. They're not going to do that so quickly, so I'll buy more time, hoping that Moshe Rabbein will come back already. And so that eventually Moshe Rabbein did arrive on the scene. As Rashi explains over there. How come? So that the man, so could, could be the men contributed the jewelry that they had or the or they took it reluctantly the women didn't want to give it as a result of all of that in the end Moshe Rabbein and Arakoim took control and, and burned the eagle the tiknu hachet and they repaired the sin of the eagle by building the Mishkan, which was made from the wealth of the Jewish people, gold and silver, etc. And there in the Mishkan is where you had the greatest revelation of the divine presence. In the Mishkan is where this high level das and this light of Ratzon shone. And it's then when the Mishkan was built, that's when Hashem declared Aaron Akoyan and all of his descendants to be Kohanim. And so too, the entire tribe of Levi was sanctified, was elevated as a result of the fact that they did not participate in the ego, and therefore they did not damage the wealth. And it's then, when the Mishkan was put up, and the Koyhanim were given this, this great holiness, that's when Hashem instructed the Jewish people that the firstborn son has to be redeemed by from the Koyen with money. Because the firstborn children were, yes, involved. Those people who were firstborns were, yes, involved 
it may can be Egelazov. And as a result of that, as a result of that, Hashem fired them from the, being the ones to do the Avoida in the Mishkan and the Beis Mikdash, which was Hashem's original plan. The original plan was that the Bechorim would be the one to do the Avoida in the Mishkan and the Beis Mikdash. And in addition, Hashem instructed the Jews to redeem the firstborn son from the Kayin with money. <clears throat> this is an example of a tikkun for the wealth. <clears throat> and therefore a tikkun for the sin of the kesef. <clears throat> and this is also a tikkun for the sale of Yosef HaTzadik, for those 20 silver pieces, which is the same as the five coins that we give to the Kayin. All of this, all of these bad things, the Egel, the sale of Yeshat Sadiq, were all examples of Pegam in the Das, Pegam in the Ratzon, which shines into, into money and wealth. And therefore, by us performing this mitzvah of redeeming the Bechoyer with money, we return and we restore the wealth into the domain of holiness. And we draw this light of Das, this light of Ratzoyim, and we repair everything. We repair everything. Now note, Rav Nosanzal said here, and we've been saying throughout, that this Heoras Hadas, Rav Nosanzal begins the chapter, and we could around there speaking about Das, that everyone has to achieve that, that bringing children to the world is all about bringing new Das to the world. Because if, if you bring a child into the world and you don't give him a Jewish education, he's not a human being, he's an animal, he's not classified as other. And then Rabbi Nezah went on to say that the real Shleimus Hadas is when it's to such a point that even when the person's going to leave the world, they leave behind their Das in children and Talmudim. And then Rabbi Nezah said, in order to really be able to do that successfully, you need Yira. You have to be a true Yira Shemayim. And if a person has all of that, then that person, such a person, when they're eating, could be Zorichetei or Saratzai. And and could be and then and that person could be if they're strong they could be also to provide parnasa. That was the general flow in that chapter in Kudimran. So the das and the heoras harotzim go into the into the money into the wealth. I remember once hearing from my Rebbe Reb Nichol He told this over from the Benish Chai. That it says about Moshe Rabbeinu, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu was wealthy. Where did he get his wealth from? From the psoilus of the Luchais. From the psoilus of the Luchais. The Luchais were made from an incredible, incredible, expensive stone that Hashem had given them. And, and the chips, when the, the letters were carved out. So the chips of stone that were knocked out in order to form the letters in the Luchais, Moshe Rabbeinu got those chips, that's called the Psoilus of the Luchais, Mishon Nisasher Moshe. From there, Moshe Rabbeinu became wealthy. And, and Rabbeinu Zal says on the Kutimran that the first letters of Mishon Nisasher Moshe spell the word Mamoin without the letter Vav, without the letter Vav. Because the letter Vav represents the Luchais, the Luchais, which were six by six. The Gemara says the dimensions of the Luchais were six by six. And the Luchais were broken eventually. They were broken. That's why the Vav is missing from there. But again, we're told that from the Psoilus of the Luchais, that's how Moshe Rabbeinu became wealthy. Now the question is, Moshe Rabbeinu, the Benish highest, we measure his wealth by money? His wealth is mentioned by, 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 by physical wealth. 
we know the Torah tells us that poverty, the term poor in the Torah, refers to lack of das. Fortunate is the person who gives seichel to a poor person. <clears throat> and and the level of shleimus hadas, that's im das If you have das, what are you lacking? das If you're lacking das, what do you have? What's all your money worth? So the Benish Chai says that if you take, when you have a Hebrew letter, the letter Lamed, for example, the letter Lamed, the way we pronounce it, is as if it were written Lamed Mem Dalet. But we only write the Lamed. We only write that first letter. So the remainder, though, the Mem and Dalet is called the Psalis. It's the additional part of the letter. The Benish Chai says if you take the Psalis, of the word luchais, you take the mem dalid of the lamid, you take the the ches of the uh, um, ches, the yud tov of the letter ches, you take that, it's bigimatria das. The gematria that you will get is das, da, 474. That's where Moshe Rabbeinu got his wealth from. Meishabenu's wealth is das, number one, and again, based on our halacha, based on the chapter on the Kutiman, how did all, how does all of that begin? It begins from das. Remember, the chapter on the Kutiman begins with saying that our, our mission is to bring children into the world, to increase the das in the world. And a person who does that really on a high level, even after they leave the world, their das is still flowing. And when they, a person who does and, and, and if they have Yira Shemayim, they have the Yira Shemayim also. And if they have all of that, then there's Zoycha Te'eras HaRatzayim. Te'eras HaRatzayim, this incredible highlight that shines into their food, into their parnosa, into their wealth, into their wealth. So again, it's all the flow is from Das going into wealth eventually. And by Moshe Rabbeinu, we see that his wealth came from the Luchais. What are the Luchais? The Luchais are the Das of Hashem. That was Hashem's wisdom that Moshe Rabbeinu brought to the Jewish people. Can, can we explain the question of chat why it's impossible to believe in Hashem without believing in the truth Sadiq? We have the positive about believing in Hashem and in Moshe Rabbeinu. But what's the reason behind it? The answer is, because believing in Hashem is not an easy thing. We don't see Hashem. Hashem is completely invisible. And, 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 and the world is upside down. We're in an Olam HaSheker, where, where the Haloma, the hiddenness of Hashem, is just incredible. Everything else we see. We see animals, we see birds, we see, we see the sun, we see the moon, we see technology, we see... We see all kinds of greatness. And the one who's supposedly the greatest one, we don't see at all. And, and again, the Eight Sahara gives us hundreds of proofs that the scientists and the philosophers and, and all the atheists and agnostics and all of those characters have to promote the fact that there is no Hashem, no religion, etc., etc. Whereas the tzaddik is closer to us. We can, we're supposed to see the tzaddik. Rabbeinu Zal writes in chapter 4 in Kutim Ram that step one of coming close to a tzaddik is seeing the tzaddik. Your eyes will see your teacher. We can see him physically when he's physically alive and we know exactly who he is. We can see him in his students. The Gemara says that Chochmasodom <laughs> Toyoponov. That if you want to know who a rabbi is, look at the students. We can see him in his sparim, in his writings, in his teachings. Rabbi Nezal says that the tzaddik puts his face and his soul and his seichel in his sefer. So the tzaddik, we can see more than we see Hashem. And the tzaddikim are the ones who achieve the highest level of emuna in Hashem. Tzaddik be'emunasa Remember, the Pasuk says a tzaddik lives with his emuna. They achieve the highest level of emuna in Hashem, in the Torah, and in themselves, and in themselves. 
that tzaddik has to believe in himself also. And therefore, through the tzaddik, we can receive, we can learn emuna in Hashem, emuna in the Torah, emuna in the tzaddik, and to believe in ourselves. All the different facets of emuna we get through the connection to the tzaddik emes. Because again, what is the tzaddik emes? He is the ultimate pillar of emuna. But isn't that the Torah? The Torah, kol mitzvah emuna, says all the mitzvah. The Torah is emuna, right? And the Gemara says, look how silly those people are that they stand up for a Torah, for a sefer Torah, and they don't stand up for a Talmud Chacham, implying that if the Torah is emuna, then the tzaddik is much more emuna, a greater source of emuna. I hope that that made it quite clear. I explained that. I answered that. Okay. We should be zoicha to emuna, all the right emuna. There's a posseb ish emunais rav brachais. That a, a man of faith, a multitude of blessings. We should be zoicha to really renew our emuna in Hashem but through our emuna in the tzaddik and in the Torah and in ourselves to believe in the Jewish people. To the Rav Brothers to see all the issues that we need now, especially the coming of Moshiach, the Binyan Beisamikdash, Binhera Belmenu, Amen Vamein. Question Is it really different from seeing Hashem in the Torah and in Talmud Chachamim? I don't understand the question. Is it really different from seeing Hashem in the Torah and in Talmud? The answer is. <coughs> The answer is yes, yes, because the Gemara says, Godol Shimusha Shal Torah Yoiser that Shimush of Torah is even greater than learning Torah. And Shimusha Shal Torah, one of the definitions of Shimusha Shal Torah is serving Talmidei Chachamim, being around Talmidei Chachamim. That's an even greater way. That brings a person to higher levels of emuna and recognition of Hashem than a person could get from, ju- from only learning Torah.